I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. How bad is number two on it? Julio's in the end zone. The 21 NFL Draft. The Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. What is up? My name is Jesse Head, and this is the 15th episode of the Heads Up Podcast, your source for all things Falcons related. And I am recording twice this week uh, because there is some major news, uh, big news, or ramped up news, you could say, um, around the trading of Julio Jones. Now, obviously, it's been floating around for a while. People have been talking about it. Uh, on social media, they've been talking about it on ESPN, uh, NFL Network, all the different uh, sports outlets um, that you could imagine. But uh, it's gotten a lot more serious this week, and uh, you know I don't think this is coming out of Flowery Branch. I don't think Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith are going out there to the media guys and you know sending them message messages to start uh, you know smoke and mirrors uh, that we're trying to get rid of Julio uh, but you know executive NFL executives talk all the time and communicate with different teams and you know sometimes things you know get out there so maybe this is a you know a serious thing or maybe it's not however what we do have that's serious is a cap issue and that's where a lot of this is coming from now understand this I'm going to talk a lot about the possibility of trading Julio Jones, and I'm even going to throw in an option where we don't trade Julio Jones, but do understand this. I want to keep Julio Jones. Um, I am a diehard Falcons fan, obviously, uh, season ticket holder. It's a really, really tough conversation for you know any Atlanta Falcons fan to have because it's hard to imagine Julio Jones in another uniform. Uh, you know, Atlanta Falcon for life, that all started – you know, when we were giving him his contract extension, Arthur Blank said it, you know, that Julio Jones is a Falcon for life, and we got the contract done. Um, however, circumstances change, regimens change, leadership changes, and, you know, we're in a shitty cap situation, so here we are, uh, potentially on the brink of trading our superstar wide receiver, the, the greatest, you know, Atlanta Falcon of all time, arguably. I would personally put him up there at the top. I'd put him above Deion Sanders and Jesse Tuggle and all that. Hell, you could, you know, I think he's one of the greatest wide receiver talents that we've ever seen, whether the stats show it or not. Um, but unfortunately, we're in a situation where, you know, we may have to part ways with him. And a lot of our fan base and a lot of people in general are having a hard time with that. Um, but the thing is, a lot of you, a lot of you folks out there are experiencing what I call Julio Jones syndrome. And you're probably asking yourself, what is that? Well, you may be experiencing this. If you have any of the following symptoms, if you think that this team cannot be good without Julio Jones, you are probably experiencing Julio syndrome. If you want to keep Julio just out of loyalty, you are experiencing Julio syndrome. And if you think we should trade Matt Ryan over Julio, you most certainly are experiencing Julio syndrome. But we're going to get into all these things. We're going to dig into... A lot of different possibilities, a lot of different a aspects of this. 
Um, so let's jump right into it. All right, so let's talk about how we got in this cap situation, this cap trouble in the first place. So old regimen, obviously, um, we signed Matt Ryan to a well-earned, very large contract. Um, you know, fast forward there, we have the playoff run after the after we you know lost the Super Bowl, and then everything starts going downhill from there. And then Dan Quinn and um, Thomas Dimitrov go into desperate mode um, and try to you know sign all these people. They think they have all the pieces. They sign them. They go into free agency and make some big moves as well. And we find ourselves in this situation here. Um, they thought they had all the tools. They went full tilt, and you know, to no avail. Here we are. Uh, they designed this cap situation to, at this point, be a really, really good football team. And um, at this point, we would be in a tricky cap situation, but maybe cut a player or move some stuff around uh, to try and make it work and hopefully be on this awesome run uh, with an incredible football team. Uh, obviously, we're not there. Bring in New Regimen. Uh, and New Regimen inherits this shit show. Um, you know, a lot of people are upset and frustrated with Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith. Don't be mad at those guys. I mean, they're doing what they've got to do to try to make this thing work. Unfortunately, they walked into a situation uh, that, you know, they're... They're in a. We have we have like five hundred thousand dollars in cap space right now, and there's only a few options to try and make this work. And unfortunately, the one that kind of makes the most sense, and it's a tough one, is the possibility of trading Julio Jones. And that's just where they're at. They are. Trust me, they want to try to keep Julio if they can. Um, but unfortunately, we don't even have the money to pay our draft class right now. Um, so they are are. are clawing and scratching and trying to figure out a way to to make this work um so one we can pay our draft class possibly bring in a couple free agents to help build for the future and then in the later you know couple uh, couple years um uh, we'll have some cap space to uh start you know helping this team and and and, and building around some of the the core players that we already have that the best teams in the nfl are are made up of of good draft classes and dragging in a few pieces here and there uh, to finalize their 53-man roster uh, to make it good enough to to get that leap and to make a Super Bowl run. Uh, Tampa Bay is a great example. The Browns are, are kind of on on their way as well. Um, and you've got to you got to have the you got to have that money to, to to fill in those spaces where you missed in the draft or where you need depth, need some rotational guys, and need to add some talent. So let's talk about how much money that we save if we can make pull off a Julio Jones trade. In 2021, this year, we would save 15.3 million. So that would give us, I think we need probably 9.5, 10 million to sign our draft class. That would leave us like 5 million left over to possibly go and get somebody left over in free agency, like a pass rusher or you know a cornerback or something like that. And we would also have 7.7 dead million cap in 2021 with the trade of Julio Jones. In 2022, this would be the rough year, we would lose 3.7 million in our cap space and we'd have 15.5 million in dead money. But the overall cap raises to 20 million that year, I believe. So we'd be able to do a little bit of work in free agency. Um, in 2023, 
or uh, we would save $19.2 million. Um, so at that point, we can sign some superstars. Our, our team is starting to understand the scheme that we're going after, and we can start you know, digging into free agency and pulling in those, those final blocks that we need to start being a really, really good team. So let's talk about Julio Jones specifically. Okay. I'm going to hurt some feelings here. I understand that. But we have to be realistic about where Julio Jones is. I love Julio. He is the man. He's a beast out there. You know, no one is more iconic than him in a Falcons jersey when he walks out onto that football field. But this idea that he's going to go to another team and have five seasons of 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. It's all a Fugazi. You know what a Fugazi is? Fugazi, it's a uh, fake. Yeah, Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a woozy, it's a f- fairy dust. It doesn't exist. It's never landed. It is no matter. It's not on the elemental chart. It, it's not real. <laughs> right? All right. <laughs> it's ludicrous. It's not going to happen. Julio Jones has maybe two great years left in him. He's limp. He's been limping off the field for the past three years. Constantly now, is he ha- is he is he still a freak of nature limping off the field? Absolutely, but that's going to catch up to you. He's thirty three years old. This is where that big drop starts to happen as an NFL wide receiver. Um, it, we we've got to accept the fact that at some point he's going to fall off and not be great. I can already hear a lot of people right now. Talking about, well, what about Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan's getting old. We ought to trade his ass instead. Dude, you cannot compare a wide receiver to a quarterback. You're comparing maybe the fifth or sixth most important position on a football team to the number one, undoubtedly, most important position on a football team. There are going to be other wide receivers out there. There's going to be other talent out there. Hell, Calvin Ridley just had 1,300 yards and nine touchdowns this past year. Dude's a freak. And we just got Kyle Pitts. We got Hayden Hurst, Russ Gage. That offense is not a bad offense right there. That's a nice skill set to work with, especially in the offensive scheme that Arthur Smith is going to be running. So Julio Jones doesn't have that much, that long left. I mean, he, could he is he could he go somewhere? to a team like the Green Bay Packers or the Baltimore Ravens that are right on the brink of it's they could go win a Super Bowl next year if they just added one more piece. Those teams, this guy is super valuable to them. For us, a team that's got three, four, five years before we're there yet possibly, he's not as valuable to us. So that's where, and, and then again, the cap situation. So that leads me to the next topic here is trade value. Now, people know we're desperate. That's where we're in a bad situation as a, as a franchise is that they know that we need to trade somebody. So with, with that being said, people are going to come in lowballing because they know that this team is, they really need us to make this trade. So we're not going to get a first rounder for this. And, you know, the only teams that could possibly even be willing to do that are those teams that are on the brink of being that going and winning a Super Bowl right now because, you know, they're looking at Julio Jones as his his window right now of being 
you know, doing the superstar things and the Julio things that he does is probably two or, you know, three, two or three years. So those teams may be willing to do that, but a team like the Chargers that are several years off, that, that you know, he could make them better for a little bit. They're they're possibly looking at this as maybe a second rounder and a fourth the next year. Um, so the value that we're going to get for him, if we trade him. People aren't going to like what we get for them, and they're not going to feel real good about it, but that's just the reality of the situation. And what we're really getting is a second rounder and possibly a fourth rounder, but we're also clearing some cap space so we could start signing our draft class and getting out of the situation that we're going to be in for the next several years. Um, there's the, also the idea that we could possibly um, extend his contract and spread out the money a little bit more. I mean, but do we really want to continue to keep digging ourselves in this hole that Thomas Dimitrioff and Arthur Smith left us in? I don't think they want to do that. I think they're trying to get away from being cap-strapped in the later years so they can start building this team they want to, the way they want to build it. Because at the end of the day, we got to realize these, these are not their guys. Um, do we have some solid pieces for them? Could they be in a worse situation? Absolutely. But these are not the guys um, that they wanted to have. So... Next question is, you know, how much worse are we without Julio Jones? You know, I don't understand this idea that we just cannot be good without Julio Jones. That is Julio, the, the Julio syndrome that I'm talking about. This idea that, you know, get, get Matt Ryan out of here. Let's keep Julio and get in a young quarterback. By the time that the quarterback gets adjusted to the to the playbook and and gets comfortable in the NFL three four years down the road, Julio Jones is is, is going to be completely done and out of his prime, and Calvin Ridley is going to be had taken over, and I think that's a lot closer than people realize, um, and 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 be the man the man of the show, um, so this. This idea that we can, can't be good without Julio Jones is, is a little bit baffling. I mean, we've got some solid pieces. I think our team would probably be better if we could get rid of Julio Jones and sign a, a, a good defensive star on the defense. I mean, I think on offense, with the scheme that Arthur Smith has in play, you know, we got Mike, Mike Davis. He, I think he's going to do well in that outside zone and split zone run uh, offense that Arthur Smith does. Julio Jones, or, um, Matt Ryan does so well uh, in that play action, uh, that, that play action offense, and we'll talk about this in the next episode. But uh, you know, Arthur Smith in 2020 was number one in the NFL for play action passes. That that's that's where Matt Ryan shines the brightest. And with Kyle Pitts, Hayden Hurst, uh, Calvin Ridley, and Ru- Russell Gage, and you know, I, I mean, I hope that we could have Julio there, but. I think the offense is going to be solid. I don't think we have to have Julio Jones to be successful um, as a football team. Look around the NFL. Look around at the teams that, that, that some of the te- some of the great teams that are out there. I mean, who's their superstar wide receiver? Are any of them as good as Julio Jones? No. How good How good were the Giants when they had Odell Beckham? How How good were the Browns uh, the first couple years when they got Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham? How how was DeAndre Hopkins doing with the Texans? I mean, you do not have to have these superstar wide receivers uh, to be a successful team. And in fact, uh, and I think a lot of people that that watch NFL on a regular basis, study game film and everything, the value of a wide receiver is dropping drastically. Um, so, you know, this team 
can be a good, a, a very, very good team without Julio Jones. And, you know, I get it. We love him. We want him here. We want to be successful with Julio Jones, not without him. I'm in that boat with everybody. And if we can make it work, that's, that's freaking that's friggin awesome. But I just don't know if that's going to be possible. But I do have an option, and this is an option. This is not an option that I came up with, but an option that, you know, through reading and, and looking at different things, uh, this is a direction that we could go. And that is trading Grady Jarrett, which would clear $13 million in cap space, I believe. Um, Grady Jarrett is absolutely awesome, but the defense that we have now is that 3-4. We talked about that in the last episode. Um, Grady Jarrett is truly designed to play in a 4-3 as a one-gap defensive tackle. He is really not meant to play the nose tackle position. He's undersized. He's smaller, shorter arms. It's made to, you know, the, the, the nose tackle position in that 3-4 defense is designed to cover two holes, and that is not Grady Jarrett's bread and butter. Now, could he not be a superstar, you know, making tons of sacks and, and doing, you know, all the, you know, great things that he's been doing over the past several years for us? You know, of course, I think that he could, but, you know, from a new regimen standpoint, new defensive coordinator, new approach that we have – that could be an option for them. They could be looking at this saying, you know, we don't need this, you know, an undersized that, you know, plays very well defensive tackle. We could go out there and get us that, you know, 300 plus pounder that takes up a ton of space and can cover two gaps and save 13 million, keep Julio Jones, um, makes our offense a little bit more deadlier, makes our, uh, makes all the fan base happy and, and Arthur Blank can, you know, hold his word to Julio Jones and make it him an Atlanta Falcon for life. So, a lot of different um, angles on this and aspects that go into the potential trading of Julio Jones or the not potential trading of Julio Jones, uh, but it is a possibility. And as a fan base, it's tough, uh, but it's something that we have to understand that at the end of the day, this is a business. And um, you know, at, at first, you know, when when decisions like this happen, when trades like this happen, it, it hurts and it rocks a fan base. But you got to look at the two, three, four year down the road, what it does for us. And you also have to look at all, some of the other aspects I talked about. Where is Julio Jones right now? Um, you know, how is our is our team so much worse without him? All the many things and many aspects that are discussed when you're talking about trading him and, uh, you know, to clear that cap space and, and pay our draft class and potentially bring in other guys and then later on down the road in the later years open up the uh, our cap space for, for filling in the holes and, and picking up, you know, some, some of the, the players that we need to pick up to make our team better in the free agency class. So a lot to look at here, uh, but there is certainly light at the end of the road um, if we trade Julio and um, it is not um, going to be a um, – it's not going to be the worst thing in the world um, if we move on from Julio Jones. And if we can keep him, that's going to be awesome. There's the other option of trading Grady Jarrett. But honestly, those are probably the only two options that we have um, in uh, deciding if we're going to uh, or if we're going to be able to you know, pay this draft class and um, clear the cap space that we need for the future. That's a wrap on episode 15 covering the potential trading of Julio Jones. Uh, my goal is to put some perspective um, around uh, this, possi- this possibility of uh, getting rid of, of, of you know, one of the most uh, iconic superstars um, to ever uh, walk out there in a Falcons uniform. So hopefully this helped out. 
uh, with those of you that are suffering from Julio syndrome. This was your uh, your first shot in the vaccination process. So um, the way that you can continue to be cured from uh, from this ill disease running rapid uh, throughout the world right now is to keep coming back and listening to future episodes. So the first step in this process is hitting that subscribe button and leaving a five-star uh, review uh, on whatever platform that you're using. I want to uh, thank uh, my uh, producer, Jason, for all the hard work he puts in puts in uh, editing this podcast. Everybody out there, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. chart.